You are listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, episode 19, Self-Confidence. Hey guys, how are you? How have you been? I am so looking forward to this podcast today. It's been something that's been on my mind. Usually when I produce these podcasts, I think of the things that I'm thinking about, right, to share with you all, because a lot of this stuff that I'm sharing with you all is stuff that I'm going through personally in my own personal life, as long as, as well as my business life. And I think it's so important to share what's pressing on my mind because I think it helps, right? It helps when we're going through things to get it out. It helps to hear about it when you're going through things. Okay. And so I know I'm not alone in experiencing the things that I am experiencing at this stage of life. And I feel like it's great to be able to share that with y'all. So I hope you're all having a great week and I look forward to talking to you. So today we're going to talk about self-confidence. I've been thinking about this topic, as I just said. I've been thinking about what self-confidence is, where it comes from, and how we can get more of it, right? I think all of us need or could at least use some more self-confidence. I feel like that's something that all of us feel like we lack to a degree, that we could use more of it. And so I think it's a great topic to talk about. And to discuss in a little bit more detail so that we can truly understand what self-confidence is. Okay. So self-confidence. Have you ever thought about where self-confidence comes from and what it looks like? Okay. When I think about self-confidence, I think of examples of people that have a lot of self-confidence. I think about my son, for example, who is 21 months almost. Actually, yep, today. He turned 21 months today. And I think a lot about him and just his journey from being a newborn to 21 months and his ability to have confidence in trying new things. I think in one of my previous podcasts, I mentioned his ability to face fear head on when he was going down the water slide. I think about that. I think about the times when he was learning to walk and how he stumbled and he failed. Okay. He didn't walk that day, but he kept getting back up and he tried again and again until he finally succeeded. Okay. I think there has to be a foundation of confidence in order to mentally get past the failure of things when you try things. Okay. I also think about movie stars, right? Have you thought about celebrities that you have seen in movies or in television shows or even like musicians? I think about them when I think about self-confidence. I think about what they have to be able to create in order to feel confident about the character that they're playing, right? The lines that they're memorizing 
the way that they are presenting themselves on video. I personally am a person that, you know, is terrified of producing videos, right? It's a learning curve. It's something that I don't feel super confident in yet. So when I think of confidence, I think of people like that, like movie stars who are in the camera, in front of the camera at all times. Okay. I think about people like musicians, right? And what it takes for them to create something and write a song and fail and take pieces out and reassemble it and do what they do to create a hit song, right? It really takes a sense of confidence in order to do that. I think about politicians, right? And the confidence that they need to have in order to persuade someone to vote for them for whatever office they are running for, right? There has to be a sense of confidence in their public speaking, the ability to address many people on community topics and things that are going on in their states and on a federal level, right? They have to be confident. I think a lot about journalists, right? And being able to present a story in a thoughtful and considerate way. They have to feel confident in order to present it in a way that people can understand or relate or feel something from the journalist, right? So when I think about confidence, I think of all of those examples of people that I feel personally are very confident. So I've been thinking a lot about what confidence means. Okay. So the definition and the way that I understand what confidence is, okay. Self-confidence in particular is the ability, right? To be secure with yourself and your abilities. Okay. So it's, it's being secure with who you are, what you are, what you are doing and what you're capable in your abilities. Okay. And it's really about the ability to trust yourself and just knowing that you are able to experience failure. You're able to experience fear and you're in general able to experience negative emotions. Okay. Without being harmed. Okay. And really it comes down to what your overall opinion is of yourself. Okay. So I just gave you three things, what I think and what, you know, I have been taught that self-confidence is. So I wanted to break this down. Okay. So we can talk about each one and address each one so we can understand what they mean. Okay. So the first one is the ability to trust yourself. Okay. So really what this really comes down to, okay, is proving to yourself that you will follow through on what you say you're going to do. Okay. Let me give you an example. Say for example, you want to lose five pounds. Okay. You say to yourself, I'm going to lose five pounds. I'm going to do it this way. Okay. I'm going to exercise three times a week. I'm going to drink a half a gallon of water every day. And I am going to watch my sugar intake. Okay. 
So you've committed to yourself that you're going to lose five pounds and you're going to do these three action steps. Okay. Now in order to prove that to yourself, you need to actually do those things, right? You need to actually get up in the mornings and do your exercise or whenever it is in the evenings, it doesn't matter. But as long as you're doing what you are saying you're doing in order to achieve your result, you're going to learn to trust yourself. You're going to learn to trust that when you commit to something, when you decide you're going to do something that you're actually going to follow through. Okay. This is a huge piece of our self-confidence is this ability to trust ourselves. And the only way that we can achieve that is if we prove it to ourselves through the follow through. Okay. The second piece of this that I wanted to discuss is knowing that I guess really being willing to experience any emotion in, in including the negative emotions. Okay. I'm talking about emotions like failure. Okay. I'm talking about an emotion like disappointment. I'm talking about an emotion like humiliation. Okay. Now I know all of these things, things seem very scary, right? When I think about being humiliated, or when I think about being disappointed or just failing the whole thing, it's a, it's a challenge to overcome. Okay. But when we are willing to do those things, when we are willing to face those emotions and do it anyway, it is going to increase our confidence in ways that we wouldn't be able to do otherwise. Okay. So this is important. Be willing to disappoint. Be willing to fail. Okay. I look at my son, you know, like I gave in the example earlier about his willingness, right? To try things because he's so confident. He's willing to fail. He's willing to fall down when he's trying to walk. He is willing to take a tumble when he's climbing things. Okay. He's willing to face it head on right? And not make it to the end. Okay. Does he ever quit? No, he doesn't because he knows if he keeps trying, right, that he will be able to continue to do it or he'll be able to succeed in the end. Okay. So I think it's really important for us to understand that if we're willing to face those emotions, that we are going to develop self-confidence in a way that we can't do otherwise. All right. The third thing I really want to talk about is your opinions of yourself. Okay. So think about your self-talk, the things that you tell yourself, what you really truly think about yourself. Have you ever asked yourself what you think about yourself? Okay. The way you can tell what you think about yourself is your results in your life, right? I think about people who try a lot of things and they quit. Okay. And what I visualize for that person is they're telling themselves that they are not capable of doing it, that they have never done it before. So they can't do it. Right. They are being there. They are telling themselves that 
They don't know what they're doing. Have you ever said that? I don't know what in the heck I'm doing, right? I've said that to myself so many times, right? And you have to really just make a decision. You know what? I'm not going to say that anymore. Like what purpose is there to think the thought that I don't know what in the crap I'm doing? What is the purpose of that? Does that increase your ability to achieve whatever it is you want to achieve or to do whatever it is you want to do? I don't think so, right? It just causes a spiral of negative negative thinking about yourself, okay? So I think your opinion of yourself is what truly generates or depletes your self-confidence. So I think it's really important to recognize what you're thinking about yourself. There was this exercise that was done once where someone said, okay, I want you to write down all of these things that you're thinking about yourself. Okay. And so then the people in the room were like writing down all of these things about themselves and, you know, a lot of things that came up like you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not capable, you're stupid, you're ridiculous. And they were writing all of this self, this negative talk about themselves. And then the group facilitator said, okay, now I want you to turn to the person to your left and I want you to tell them you think all of those things about them. Right. And they couldn't do it. Nobody could tell their neighbor that they were a failure, that they weren't good enough, that they were not capable. Right. And it was a super interesting exercise because why is it that we're so willing to say those things to ourselves? Because trust me, nobody thinks all of those things about you. Okay. Only you think those things about yourself. So if the opinions of yourself matter. Okay. And the reason why I want to say that is because these opinions are truly thoughts and they're going to generate feelings. Okay. So if you have good opinions about yourself, like say, for example, for me, I completed a marathon goal. Okay. I felt super proud. Okay. Because I was thinking, wow, I was able to complete that marathon. I finished. Okay. What an amazing thought to think about myself. Okay. And I was able to generate a lot of positive emotions. Okay. So I think it's very important to recognize that these opinions are going to either deplete your self-confidence or it's going to generate it. Okay. All right. So I just really want to touch really quick on the differences between confidence and arrogance. Cause I think a lot of people think, Oh, I don't want to be too confident because then it's going to co- come across arrogant. Okay. Listen up. First of all, first of all, they are not the same thing. Okay. Here's why. Confidence has to do with the opinion you have for yourself. Okay. Arrogance is thinking that you're better than someone else and that you are trying to prove it. Okay. 
And the way that we do this a lot of times when we are arrogant is we are trying to prove to the world that you're better than that person. And one of the methods that is most common is gossiping about this person, talking about this person in a negative way, bringing them down, okay? Doing whatever they can to prove that you are better, okay? Now, often when you are arrogant, you are doing whatever you can to build yourself up at the expense of others, okay? Confidence understands, okay, that all humans are amazing and incredible and capable of accomplishing anything that they want, okay? And that it doesn't need to or even allow you to put others down, okay? That's what confidence is, okay? All right, so now you might be asking yourself, okay, so now I understand, you know, more about confidence, where it comes from and all the things. What I really want to know though is really how can I get more of this, right? Because all of us, let's be honest, can use a little bit more self-confidence, right? And I want to talk about this for a minute, okay? There are two things that I feel like is super important to help you to increase self-confidence, okay? The first thing is changing your thoughts about yourself. Okay. Now I know that I've talked a lot about that, about changing your thoughts, but the truth is that if you change the way you are thinking about yourself, the emotion that is going to come from the thought is confidence. That's the consequence of thinking confident thoughts about yourself. Okay. For example, if you're going to tell yourself you're a failure, you're not good enough, you're a massive disappointment and all these things, okay, you're going to feel the opposite of confidence, okay? Now, if you start thinking, okay, these thoughts instead, I'm capable, I'm worthy, I'm a wonderful human being, I'm giving, I'm kind, I am capable of achieving great things, right? I'm a good friend. I'm a good spouse. I'm a good sister, okay? The emotions you're going to feel when thinking those thoughts are more likely going to be confident emotions and it's going to result in more confidence, okay? Now, I know it sounds super simple, but the truth is, is it is simple. You need to change your thoughts about that. Okay. Now the second piece to this to gain more confidence is be willing to feel negative emotions when you're trying to achieve something. Okay. You need to be willing to face failure and to face disappointment, okay? You need to be willing to face your fears, okay? 
Now think about this. Your brain, okay, doesn't automatically produce confidence or self-confidence, okay? It does do a great job of producing fear, worry, and doubt, okay? But confidence, it doesn't know how to do. So in order to do it, right, to be able to create more confidence, you need to be willing to face feelings of fear and be okay with the negative emotions of failure and disappointment, okay? Because the only way to gain confidence of something is to try it, okay? The worst case is you fail, okay? Say it's a new relationship. Be willing to try it, okay? You may be disappointed. You may fail at it, but you tried it, okay? You'll adjust, try again, okay? Don't quit, just adjust and try again, okay? Maybe it's a dream job or a new career, okay? Maybe you're starting a new business. Maybe you want to start a family. Maybe you want to create a book or write a book or do a piece of artwork, okay? Now, again, you may feel all these anxieties and you may feel all these fears and you may feel a lot of uncertainty and afraid of the failure and afraid of disappointing yourself or disappointing others, okay? All right, being willing to face the emotions and do it anyway is going to build and develop your self-confidence. That is the consequence of being willing to do so, okay? All right, so remember, decide you're going to change the thoughts you have about yourself, okay? And be willing to face failure and disappointment and fear, okay? That's it, my friends. I hope this is useful for you. I know it was super useful for me understanding this. In fact, it was life-changing for me. So I hope if you are willing to apply those that you will see how much better things will go for you if you just decide to change the thoughts about yourself and be willing to fail. That's it, my friends. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. Until next week, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes. Also, check out survived-to-thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox.